Welcome to the Enter the Kingdom podcast, where our goal is to equip listeners with the tools they'll need to not only enter the kingdom of heaven here and now, but remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. I'm your host, Harrison Watson, and in 2018, God called me out from the world for this purpose and many others. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the sixth episode of the Enter the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Watson. I'm going to start the episode today by just saying this. If you haven't checked out the first five episodes yet, you need to. Uh, it's the foundation for this entire show. I'm not going to recap them today because we've kind of recapped them as we've gone along uh, to build up into what we talked about last week, last week, which was the uh, process of purification. And uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to recap the rest of the episodes, but you should go back and listen to those because they're going to be kind of vitally important for everything else that we're going to talk about throughout the rest of this podcast. And so uh, today, our topic of conversation, yeah, I struggled this week. Um, let me just kind of tell you what my process is for this. It's really, you know, whenever I finish the previous episode uh, of the podcast, I go straight back to God and I ask, God, what do your people need to hear now? And I try to give you um, what, what he's given me. And this week, I'll tell you, he was, he was all over the place. Now, all of the stuff was, it's, it's related when I say he's all over the place. You know, in my mind, he's all over the place because I'm not intelligent enough to understand exactly what he's trying to communicate, how he's trying to communicate it, and how it's all kind of coming together. And so, uh, you know, that, that's my own human limitation. You know, God is obviously, you know, the reason I even ask him, what do your people need to hear this week? Uh, and I try to try my best to deliver that is because I know that I could sit here and I could put together plans on what's important and none of it would be important. He is the only one who knows exactly what you need uh, and when you need it. And so I'm trying to do the best to get out of, get out of the way, um, and so this week, you know, that's really what we're going to be talking about. You know, last week we talked a little bit about how do we become one with God? Well, the only way to get to one from two is to subtract one. And we need to subtract ourselves from the equation. You know, that's the whole process of purification. That's, that's the process of getting ourselves in alignment with God and with what his word says. And walking in that truth. And until we've done that, until we've truly walked in alignment with that word, until we've done really what even Jesus had to do. Jesus had to go through 40 days and 40 nights in a, in a desert. And there's actually this, this movie that I was watching just before I started this. Because I was asking hours ago, God, what do you want me to talk? Like, I, I know all these things that you've said to me. But I have no clue how you want me to put this into a message. And so I'm sitting at home and I'm watching uh, some shows and uh, I have a subscription to this thing called Pure Flix. It's basically the Netflix for Christian um, television. If you haven't tried it out, I think they have a free trial. No, they're not a sponsor uh, <laughs> of this by any means. So I'm not making that recommendation because you know they're paying me to do so. I'm making it because I'm trying to do the best that I can to detach myself from the things of the world and keep myself attached to things that are of the Father. 
And so in the process of doing that, uh, you know, I got this subscription to PureFlix. It's probably not a perfect way to do that by any means, but it, it, it seemed like a step in the right direction, so, so I did it. And there's a show that's, a, that's on there. It's actually not a show. It's a, it's a film, and I think it's the first part of a three-part series, um, but it's called 40 Nights. And the whole purpose of the show is, or of the movie, sorry, is to essentially walk us through the time from Jesus being baptized to what it was actually like in the wilderness. You know, the Bible tells us kind of very little. So you have to understand that they're, they are taking some liberties and trying to, trying to come up with a picture of what it might be like, what it might have been like to be Jesus there. That, you know, but they, they do take particular scenes that did take place. Um, uh, and you, can, you should first read the Bible so you can understand the difference between when they're taking liberties with it and when they're, uh, when they're actually lining things up with the word and, and you'll notice it, but it doesn't take away from the overall message that God was really trying to say to me today, where this needs to be focused. You know, as we're watching it, I think the thing that is so moving, and I think that based on my personal experience, and I think, you know, maybe all of our personal experiences as we've dealt with the struggle of wanting to stop sinning, is just watching how Jesus has to deny himself and the reason why he has to deny himself. You know, the, the whole purpose of the reason why we are in the situation that we're in now in, this, in our flesh comes down to the fact that we chose ourselves over God. We chose that our, what we wanted to do was better than what God had for us. And the whole story of the Old Testament leading up to the time of Jesus Christ is a series, it, 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 it is a series of stories, historical stories, where we see people try of their own fruition to be able to overcome these weaknesses. And none of us could. You know, there, there are some tremendous stories in there. We have the story of Moses and what God did through them did through Moses and Aaron. And we have the story of Joshua, where they enter the promised land and how God helped them overcome that. We have all the stories of the kings and of David. We have the story of Samson. We have stories where God's faithfulness is running throughout the, running throughout the Bible, despite our limitations as human beings. But the problem is that no matter how good, and, and by the way, if the Bible says that none of us, no humans are good, if Jesus Christ, the one who came to give his life for us, to reconcile us to God, to reconcile all of humanity to God, when he was called good by somebody, says that he's not good, but there's only one that's good, and that's God, you and I can't call ourselves good. We can't call ourselves good. We can't call anybody else good. It's kind of an aside point. But there are all of these stories throughout the Bible where we have individuals who are doing their best to follow God and they all fall short. A lot of people think that they're disqualified from God working in their life because of the things that they've done in the past. Why don't you go ahead and take a look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ and do a study behind all of the mistakes that the people who are in those stories made and ask yourself, 
if God can't do miraculous things through imperfect people. The truth is he can. But that's actually not even the point. The point of this is that the whole purpose for Jesus being born was because human beings of their own fruition couldn't do it. And so God, having enough compassion over us, and knowing that because he is holy, that we could never be fully reconciled with him or be fully be a part of him because we are unholy. He sent his son to be for, born of a virgin in flesh so that he could overcome the weaknesses that we have. And he did that via the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think that this movie, 40 Nights, you know, it... It, it really captures that. And I'm not all the way through it. I'm about halfway through it. And, and, and so far, this movie has really captured the true struggle that Jesus must have gone through. And the true struggle that you and I have to go through in order to be able to deny ourselves and instead follow what the Spirit says. Now, we don't really think of this in this way, we, you know, the, the, one of the most famous verses in the Bible is John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whom whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So God's giving us an example. God made it about us. You understand he took action to make it about us, right? He gave us a gift. Now, what are we supposed to give in return? Most of the time when you head into the pews the, the, uh, at church or hear messages, it's, it, it certainly seems like a lot of these things have become self-help seminars where your relationship with God is supposedly supposed to be about making your life better. And by the way, your life will, be, will get better with a relationship with God, but that's not the point. If God gave to us first shouldn't we give every, if he made it about us if if the whole purpose for Jesus coming was about saving us shouldn't we make the whole purpose of our lives about him he he showed us that that the greatest love is selfless action shouldn't we make the rest of our lives not about ourselves but about God. Read throughout the Bible. What do you notice the angels doing? You notice that the angels throughout the Bible and the people of God throughout the Bible who truly get it are simply worshiping him, giving him thanks, thanking him. We have to make our lives a living sacrifice. We have to deny ourselves in order to obtain the oneness that we are called to with God. And so I want to take this a bit deeper. And maybe it's not deeper, but, it, but maybe it's just more trying to get us to think differently. When the Holy Spirit says something to you, or when you read something in the Bible that you know that you're not doing now, do you first think about how that might affect you if you were to change in alignment with the word? 
In other words, do you think about the positive or negative consequences of obedience? I would suggest that you shouldn't do that. You should obey it. If you know for a fact that it comes from God, obey it. And don't worry about the consequences. I was reading Isaiah earlier. I think it's Isaiah 18. Let me double check in my Bible. Actually, no, it's Isaiah 20. And in this, in order for Isaiah to make the point, God tells him to strip off his clothing and walk around buck naked. Isaiah 20. And so for three years, that's what this says, for three years, Isaiah walked around buck naked. And he did that so that it could be a proclamation against Egypt. So think about how weird that would have been. If God told you to get buck naked right now, and he was like, hey, I need you to get buck naked, and it's because I'm trying to uh, make a proclamation against a specific country. If Isaiah would have taken the time to care about what that meant about him, how likely do you think that that was going to, was it going to be that 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 was going to happen? Now, this is chapter 20 of Isaiah. So Isaiah had clearly had some years before where God had done some things, but you take a look at the prophet Elijah, and Elijah had to lay on his side for a bunch of times, and he was originally supposed to cook something with, um, I think it was, he was supposed to cook his food over uh, human excrement. And he just begged God that that wouldn't have to be the thing that he would have to do. So why am I saying this to you? These are weird things. We all think, I don't know where this came about. But somewhere along the, the, the way, we were told that the moment that we start following God, everything it, it, it seems like the story has been that everything is just going to be perfect from there. You know, they'll say, hey, it's not, it's not going to change overnight and stuff like that, but it's only going to get better. And that's true. But what they always neglect to talk about is, is how difficult it truly is to follow God. And the reason I'm telling you why it's so difficult and why you should expect hard things as a result of this is because I don't want you to fail. The church today lacks power. Why does it lack power? It lacks power because, as the Bible says, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We aren't teaching the truth, the full truth. We teach portions of the truth that make us feel good. I was watching something from another pastor. I will not use his name because that is not that is not of God to do that. But this pastor, if he ever runs across this, will know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm watching it, and he's giving this sermon on why we need to plan. And he's talking about, you know, how Nehemiah planned and how God plans. And all these things. And, and certainly there are times where God does tell us to, to, to plan things. But he's talking, he, you know, first off, the whole sermon that he's giving is in direct opposition to what Jesus was saying about, you know, don't worry about tomorrow for sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We tend to try, Jesus was trying to make it so, get us so laser focused If we read his words, he's trying to give us horse blinders because he knows that the moment that we take our horse blinders off and we start thinking too far ahead in the future is the moment that we're going to become detached from the Spirit. And the moment that we become detached from the Spirit, 
and the moment that we start walking in our own power and in our own abilities is the moment that we will fall into the pit. So Jesus tells us to get laser focused, but this pastor, the reason why I started this story is because, you know, he started taking different versions of the Bible and taking the words of the Bible from this and essentially mashing two different translations together to be able to get it to say exactly what he wanted it to say. And sometimes he, he was loose, very loosely quoting. He wouldn't even put which translation was on the bottom of it because uh, honestly, when I tried to look up and find what he was talking about in the verse that he was talking about, I couldn't find a translation that said anything close to what he was saying. Jesus tells us this is going to come. Beware, they will come to you in sheep's clothing, but inside they are ravaging wolves. Am I calling this person a ravaging wolf? No. I'm certainly not even, I'm not even calling them by name, but I am saying that we have to be careful with everything that we hear. You know, I try to tell you this at the end of every single podcast. I'm just a man. I'm trying to do the best that I can to disseminate the information that God has put inside of me. But you should take everything that you hear from here to God, to the word. You should not trust my word of its own. If my words ever become your truth, you're in trouble. I will do my best to try to disseminate what God is teaching me. But you need to take what you hear here, and you need to take it back to God. You need to take it back to the Bible. You need to make sure that it makes sense to you for a couple of reasons. Number one, so that you can make sure that it is true. And you can build tru- we can build a trusting relationship in that way. But number two, because God's going to be able to build your relationship with him much better than you spending 20, 25, 30 minutes in this podcast can ever do. The words of this podcast should never, ever, ever, and I, re- and I mean never, come in the way between you and God spending quality time together. He's your teacher. He's given you the same Holy Spirit that he's given me, if indeed you do have the Holy Spirit. I'm simply trying to disseminate information that God has given me to try and share it. So please, do us all a favor and make sure you're doing these things. But more importantly, I don't even remember the reason why God took me on that tangent. We were talking about how my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, and then I started talking about how things had become very self-help, God's word. And look, the word of truth will bring you to real paradise, but, but, but if you're expecting that it's going to happen without real personal sacrifice, then you're being fooled. And I, I don't want you to come into a relationship with God and expect that you're not going to have a real struggle and expect that he's not going to ask you to do things that you don't want to do. You need to understand that he most often grows us through pressure. There's this concept of refining us as pure gold. Do you know how gold is refined? Or is refined? Gold is refined by taking a nugget out of the ground. And over time, this, this gold grew different imperfections around it. So what does the refiner do? The refiner takes a flame to it. 
until that imperfection is removed. That's how you should think about what your relationship with God is going to be like. Is it going to be beautiful? Yes. Are you finally going to see the truth? Yes. But you'll only see as much truth as you are willing to walk dead at the things that scare you most in obedience and in faith to God. If you're not willing to do those things, don't even start the race. Don't. You should. But if you're not willing to do those, Jesus said, who first starts to build something without considering all the costs? I'm trying to tell you the costs up front. Because I don't want you to get to a place where you start this race. And you hear something and you thought it was going to be a bunch easier. And then you give up and reject the word. That's a much more dangerous place than me being up front with you right now and trying to tell you the truth of how difficult it is going to be. Is it beautiful? Yes. It is the most beautiful thing that I've ever been a part of. I cry on a daily basis, pretty much, with how amazing God's plan is and how beautiful life is and how simple it is. But it's hard. It's hard because there's so much that we have come to learn inside of ourselves over the period of time that is so opposed to the truth of God's word in ways that you don't even understand yet fully. And you won't fully understand until you go on this walk. I'm going to keep this one short because I think that, you know, what you really need to get out of this this week is you need to sit with God and you need you need to ask him if you, and you need to ask yourself with him if you're truly prepared and if you're not prepared ask him to show you the things that you can do to be to become prepared for the walk that he's going to take you through it is not for the faint at heart faint in heart it is i promise you the most beautiful thing you will ever go through But it is also probably the most difficult thing you will ever go through. Because it's going to challenge the very fiber of what you believe to be true. And it's going to force you to change into alignment with it. And walk as if that's your truth. Often in the face of other people you love right now who aren't going to follow. And aren't going to understand. And you just have to keep walking with God. So if you're ready for that, and God tells you that you're ready for that, start it. Get started today. And it's okay if you're not sure. Ask him to show you. And he will. But I just don't want to fail you by telling you that this is going to be easy, because it won't be. It will absolutely be worth everything for you to do it. But I don't want you to get discouraged in the middle when it gets hard. I want you to be able to stand knowing beforehand that you knew it would be hard, but you chose it anyway. Father, I thank you for everybody who's listening. I ask that you would take anything that I've spoken that do- that isn't sitting right with somebody or that they're upset about, and I ask that you would Share it with them in the way that their heart needs to hear it in order for them to receive this. 
Father, I ask that you would remove any imperfections that I have placed into this, and, you, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would tailor this message in your time with them so that they could fully grasp what you were trying to share. I'm sorry for the imperfections that I have now, Father. I'm sorry that I am not fully able yet to communicate the things that you have for me to communicate. And I ask, Father, that you would help change me internally so that I can become better for these people. And more importantly, for you. Help me, Father, to become what you need me to be in order to carry out your will and not my own. And Father, I ask in Jesus' name that every person who hears this would spend the time with you this week to truly get the answer here. And I ask, Father, that you would show them mercy and grace and you would speak to them with your still, small voice that even though you may have to tell them something they don't want to hear, they would have your peace. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your truth, and your love. Help us, Father, to become more like your Son. Please, help us not to make our lives about us, but to make our lives about serving and worshiping and praising you, because you are good. Thank you so much, Father, for everything. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, one more thing before I let you go. Uh, this week's episode, I know it was sometimes all over the place, but I, it, it's really kind of a setting up for what we're going to talk about next week, uh, which is, you know, Jesus really kind of lays out even more clearly the fundamentals of what it means for us to actually be able to kind of do what we're talking about. It, it's similar to what we talked about in the first five episodes, but it is different. And so I, I really want to hit it home next week. And so what all I'm asking you is for this week, I ask that you would take this message back to God in prayer and strongly consider with him and ask him, what are the things that you need to work on to be prepared for the journey? What are, the, what are those things? And take the time with him and ask him to help you in those areas and start to show you the different places in the Bible where, where he can kind of help you prepare to, to do that work that, that needs to be done with him. Um, and then and then come back next week, because next week is really going to tie two key principles of everything that we've been talking about kind of together in a way that, that we haven't done yet. And I, and I think it's really going to be eye-opening. It's going to help you think about some of the concepts that you probably uh, have considered a little bit differently. Um, and so I, I'm just so thankful for you, and I'm thankful that you were able to join us today. And so if, if there's anything I can do in between this week and next week or any prayer that you need at all, you can email me at etkpodcast at gmail.com. God bless. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on the Enter the Kingdom podcast. If today's message was an encouragement to you, please consider sharing it with someone whom you think it might encourage. Also, make sure to subscribe for free to our podcast and join us every Monday, God willing, as we continue on our journey together. God bless. We'll see you next Monday.